Welcome to Leo Rising, a living tarot and creative intuition podcast. Here we'll have a conversational exploration of tarot, personal and spiritual growth, and identity formation. It's less of a how-to and more of a come along on the journey with me. I'll process stories from my life, both from the past and from the current moments that I'm moving through, to give listeners things to think about in their own journey. I'll also be introducing you to wonderful humans who are exploring these topics in their lives, either personally, professionally, or both. So my name is Jenna Fox, and I'm an educator, writer, tarot reader, Reiki master, and queer mystical mama. What I'm not is an expert. So if you're a seeker, if you've got a curious mind or are interested in esoteric topics, then this is the podcast for you. And I'm so excited to have you on the journey. Let's get started, shall we? On today's episode, I'm going to talk with you about the hero's journey, a concept that Joseph Campbell created, and the fool's journey, which is the major arcana of the tarot, and how they're maybe similar and different. So I first want to give you guys an introduction to the concept of the hero's journey, which is something that Joseph Campbell came up with, and he writes about in several of his books. And there's an even um, a pretty cheesy now, but I'm sure it was revolutionary at the time, Bill Moyer's PBS interview with him, where he talks all about this concept. And now if you are somebody that has taken, you know, English classes or even maybe sociology or anthropology, you've probably come across this idea. Or even if you're somebody that has um, watched movies or been, um, you know, a reader of any type, that this is this is something that you've probably come across, whether you've known the actual language for it. Um, I'm guessing that you have had some sort of exposure to the concept of the hero's journey. And now, of course, there is a little bit of controversy, like with anything in the world of academia, around the hero's journey. That Joseph Campbell, he didn't just come up with this on his own and say, this is how stories need to be written. What he did is he looked at myths and stories and um you know, books and just literature and movies, I'm sure, across time and space. So going back to ancient stories from from cultures that have been around for a really long time to more, at his point, contemporary stories, to look at the structure in which these stories um, were created. And what he noticed were patterns, and that's what he came up with as far as this hero's journey, which is often sometimes called the monomyth, is that really stories from kind of every culture follow a similar pattern. And what does that then mean if if how we structure stories follows this similar pattern, things that we experience or how we see the world? Now, of course, some of the critique is that there are stories that exist outside of this structure, or are there stories that exist outside of the structure that he wasn't able to come across because either they weren't codified or written down or they aren't um, easily accessible, um, either because of 
what we are focusing on or there's just there's a there's a variety of things um, that could have impacted the stories that he was able to come across and analyze so there is controversy and I like to always keep that in mind that this isn't the only way to approach stories Um, and that being said it's something that I actually really love because um, the way I see my own experience it is it's really therapeutic and comforting for me if I can kind of step back and take a macro view of my life especially if I'm struggling and think about if I were a character in a story where would I be in the point in the story and so this hero's journey is really related to tarot because tarot has 22 called major arcana cards and it's often described that the major arcana cards follow a fool's journey and so these concepts are related not exactly um perfectly and one of the things that i tried to originally like a while ago um, i tried to record an episode where i ran through all 22 major arcana cards and explained the hero's journey And it was starting to become this unwieldy beast of a podcast episode where I was like, all right, so if I'm going to do this, I think taking it in small bite-sized pieces um, is going to be more helpful than kind of running through just like a list of definitions. But I want to expose you to the concept of the hero's journey, um, which is Joseph Campbell's model of viewing the world, because then that's going to inform how I talk about sort of the fool's journey. So if we think about the hero's journey, let's imagine a circle. And at the top of the circle, there's a little point and there's a figure standing on that that point. And the figure that you imagine could be um, a figure from literature, from stories, from movies, from your own life. It could be you. And a hero's journey can be both in a micro way, which is a small way, or it can be in a big life way. So if we think about, let's say, for example, Harry Potter. At the beginning of the story of Harry Potter, he's living under the stairs at his aunt's house. He's not having like a really great life, right? He's pretty ordinary. And the hero's journey has the circle is broken into the ordinary world and the extraordinary world. So Harry Potter living under the stairs, he gets this call to adventure, right? It's this information. It's this tease. It's this reason for getting out of bed in the morning. And it's saying, Harry, you are special, but you've got to go on this adventure. You've got to get out of the closet here. So steps out across the threshold, right? Um, And this is why I love it in my own personal life, because sometimes just getting out of bed in the morning and stepping out of the across the threshold of my house to go to work feels like I'm going on a hero's journey. Right. So that's where it can be really mundane and small Um, or it can be these big things where it's like going to graduate school or getting married or going on a grand adventure. Very rarely do I find in my own life am I going on these extreme adventures. So 
the figure, the person, the character, you stepping out across the threshold and kind of breaking that mold. You're getting out of the comfort zone and you're heading out on this adventure. You're feeling this call to adventure or call to do something. Now, you're going out, you're you're walking down the road, or, you know, for me, if my hero's journey is just to get myself through the work day, it's not always easy, right? So you're driving down the road, or you're walking down the road, and some things typically happen in stories, and that is meeting allies and meeting mentors. So for keeping with the Harry Potter story, who does Harry meet along his way? Well, he's on that train to Hogwarts, and he meets Hermione, and he meets Ron, right? And then there's figures in the beginning of the story like Dumbledore, like his professors, right? Like the housemasters, like the, the people in the story that kind of come alongside as mentor figures or teachers or kind of authority figures, but have like the best interest for this person in your life, in their life. So going out on this adventure, one of the things that I like to think about is the story of Anne of Green Gables. So Anne of Green Gables, she's picked up at the train station. She's been sent out on this this adventure, whether she particularly chose it or it was chosen for her initially. And she meets Matthew Cuthbert and he takes her in the buggy to drive home, even though he's a little surprised that she's a girl and not a boy like farmhand that they that they had requested. But this quiet mentor energy. So you're, I, I talk with my students about the hero's journey a lot because my students um, have all dropped out of high school. So they're 16 to 21 years old. They've dropped out of high school. And they're in, from the most of them, they're in their first college class. And I talk about how the people at the institution, so me, the instructors, maybe their case managers, counselors, advisors, you know, program specialists, like all these different people at the college could serve in this mentor capacity. And then their classmates, their peers can be those um, allies. So... The hero who isn't a hero yet, who's still kind of an ordinary person, is out on this adventure and things happen, right? As we know, the road to becoming a hero isn't super easy, right? Nobody is going to watch a movie or read a book about it was just like, and you went out and then, it, right? So there's some trials, there's some things. And at some point in the story, there's kind of the ultimate trial, the, the hardest, most difficult conflict. Maybe it's, you know, some huge battle that happens um, and all of the little skirmishes lead up to that. And then as that has passed, the, the, the story doesn't just end there right? It has to continue. The hero has to go back to kind of their everyday life. So Harry goes to school and he meets friends and he has instructors and, you know, he's trying to find the balance of schoolwork. And then there's this whole Voldemort thing happening. And, you know, the school year ends and he goes back with this. He's been transformed. He has this new knowledge. He's, he's been changed in so many ways. And he goes back to the house that he was living in with his aunt and his cousin and 
the the bedroom under the stairs and so there's this transformation and coming back but even with that there's a little bit of a struggle and what do you do with all that new information you know if you've gone on a trip or you've gone to summer camp or you've gone on something that's transformed you and then you go home and you're hanging out with your parents and you're like I'm different and yet I'm still in the same situation how do I how do I uh, deal with that so tarot the, the major arcana which is the big mysteries now a tarot deck has 78 cards and 22 of them so a real minority I know they're called the major arcana but it's a real minority of cards deals with big mysteries and or themes and or people and situations that are going to happen in life that are really impactful so we have um 0 to 21 is the way the cards are structured and it is um, the fool is card 0 and it goes through this whole procession of cards. We have, you know, the magician and the high priestess and the empress and the emperor and those are kind of like major figure cards and towards the end it's big themes like the world and the moon and the star and the sun and different energies that the hero, which is the fool, they call it the fool's journey because at the beginning he is a fool, right? It's the same sort of concept of the hero's journey, except we're talking about like the starting point is the fool, which is like that naive energy. And then all the potential things that could happen along the way. And what I love about this is when I'm doing tarot readings, when a major arcana card comes up in somebody's reading, it's something to focus on. It's something if I imagine that they are, you know, the hero in their own journey or the fool in their own journey, and we're exploring you know, just like a general reading of their life. And the card that represents them is if it's a major arcana card, it's like, this is the energy right now that you're embodying in this journey, or this is the situation that you are experiencing, you know, and so how do you resonate with that? Where are you seeing this energy come up? Because, you know, as the fool is moving through these different um, experiences, it's, um, impacting how they make choices, how they relate to others, how they see themselves. Um, So for example, um, recently I did a reading for someone and in the, their um, you card, it was the, the emperor. And so I'd say, you know, at this point I was like, it seems like right now the experience that you're having is a strong masculine energy kind of wanting some um, authority in your own life or kind of trying to embody that. Um, Maybe it could be if it's a little bit um, more rigid um, than some of the other cards, which could be, you know, both a shadow aspect or a light aspect. So some like rigidity, um, but some authority and some masculine authority, like wanting to sit on your own throne and rule over your life. And this person was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. So in their life right now, that is the stage or the experience that they're in. And in a future time or in a previous time, they might be experiencing a different aspect of that journey. 
So when I talk with my students every quarter, because a quarter is about 11 weeks long, and right now we're in week three of spring quarter, and I'm talking with them about how, you know, in week one, they heard the call to, or before week one, they heard the call to adventure and they signed up for my class and they crossed the threshold and they, they entered into the classroom and they met some peers and they maybe met a mentor um, or at least the potential for a mentor if, if I'm seeing my position, my role as the, you know, a potential mentor to these students but we're at about week three we're, we're on this adventure and we're maybe having some trials right now and maybe we're experiencing a little bit of mm, that naive fool um, and then we're not that naive fool anymore and we're coming across some maybe some rigidity or the hierophant card which is all about like structure and authority and education and some of my students are like blossoming blossoming they're like yes this is great we're feeling it and I warn them I'm like upcoming you know midterms there's going to be an essay it's going to get harder don't lose sight don't get discouraged you know because there's some some cards in this zero to 21 typically like the death card and the devil card and the tower card which show that there's going to be some challenges you know when I give my students their first midterm essay and suddenly patterns of procrastination or having to sit down and actually write a five-page paper and all of that it can be like a challenge for them and then getting through that and kind of coming through to the end and having a new understanding of themselves or knowledge of how, um, you know, they can do things and they kind of become that hero. And so that's what I really love about tarot is tarot can give me pause um, and seeing like, what's the current situation? So where am I at in this journey? And this journey may be, you know, a week, a month, a year, a decade, fine, you know, um, because it's like we're on multiple, multiple journeys in different areas. So I want to dive in to each of the cards, each of the aspects, especially um, the starting with the major arcana, because those are those big mysteries that people are experiencing. Um, but I want to do it justice. I want to kind of go through them and give quality description, experience, anecdote, so that it isn't just a rushed slip shot, slip shot job, which as I'm talking about that is actually mirroring for you, my listeners, an actual hero's journey, right? It can't be rushed. The process can't be rushed. Um, and we could know intellectually the zero to 21, but the actual experience of going through the zero to 21, the hero's journey and whatever combination that is unique to us, that's where the magic really is. Hey friends, thanks for listening to Leah Rising, a tarot and creative intuition podcast. As of January, 2021, this podcast and all of the information is archived. So feel free to listen to the episodes. The wisdom of the tarot is everlasting, but much of the information about um, booking a reading from people has changed in the last couple of years. So 
know that there isn't a tarot um, Instagram account or email address or way to get a hold of me for readings at this point. And of course, I will update that in the future if it changes.